I'm Brianna McHenry. And I'm Stephanie Delaporta. And we are your guides for the When in Bloom podcast. Join us weekly as we include tips, tricks, and alignment tools that support us on our personal journeys. Bringing you back to the knowing that you have all that you need within you to bloom. Welcome all of you beautiful cosmic souls to the When in Bloom podcast. Whether this is your first time listening or you are a constant bloomer, we are so honored and grateful to be sharing this space with you today. Well, I'm ready to just dive so deep right into the abyss of this episode because we are sharing one of my absolute favorite topics in the entire world, dreams, the dream world. We're going to talk about how we define the dream state, the four types of dreams I've channeled based on my experience, how to decipher messages from your dreams, what to do if you can't remember your dreams, creating a dream journal, and using tools such as flower essences or essential oils, herbs, crystals that you can apply to enhance your experience during dream time. This is an episode you definitely want to take notes on. Brianna, you know how excited I have been waiting to talk about this. Yes, and your excitement brings me like so much joy and excitement. Because for me and my relationships with dreams is that they kind of just happen. (laughs) So I'm like also so excited just to learn so much from you and from your experience. And I know you've learned a lot and taken courses to really study dreams. And I used to be really into them as a child too. So it'll be really cool to kind of revisit some things that I used to do as a kid. I love that. I actually, yes, I've taken one course. It was an ancestral dream work uh, workshop, I think last year. Um, and it's so interesting because I was looking through some of my old notes and I realized that a lot of what I channeled is actually much different (laughs) than what I learned, but I'm very excited to share it. And I think we'll just start off, um, with kind of what we believe dreams are. I mean, scientifically dreaming occurs during a stage of sleep called REM, which is rapid eye movement, but I want to take it in this episode a little bit beyond the scientific and more into the metaphysical realm of dreams. So for me, I believe that dreams are pretty much another dimension accessed only through our subconscious mind. So like, it's like your consciousness is going on a magic carpet ride. (laughs) Um, I think you're essentially accessing a portal in your subconscious mind. Society conditions the magic out of what they don't understand or that they can't explain. And I really feel that they did the same thing with dreams because we use dreams for everything. It's not not in a tangible way that you can hold in your hands, but you're essentially holding this energy in your mind. So to me, this is very real. We attribute something as being real if we can experience it with our five senses. And I can tell you, I hear, I taste, I feel, I see and smell in my dreams. So why is it any less real? Yeah, that's my exact definition of dreams too. It's just kind of visiting other dimensions or like even um, like different versions of you. Like people have dreams of me um, and I'm like, yeah, I do that a lot. Like I visit a lot of people when they're dreaming, which is cool. But I think it's really just the easiest way for us to connect with what's not tangible and just what we can't 
see in our waking life and feel in our waking life. And yeah, everything that you said is spot on for how I um, interpret dreams too. They're just so powerful and we can do so much in our dreams, which is so amazing. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> you know how much I love this topic. We'll get into that uh, a little bit more later. But that brings me back. What you said actually brings me back to kind of how dreams have been defined throughout history. So after living in Australia for two years from March 2018 to January of 2020, I actually came to learn about the Indigenous people of Australia. And I loved learning about how the culture of Australia's Indigenous peoples is founded on dream time. So the original custodians of the land believed that their that the entire world was made by their ancestors way back in the very beginning of time, the dream time. And this is the place where things and situations are halfway between non-manifest and manifest. So dream time is the foundation of Aboriginal religion and culture, and it dates back some 65,000 years. And they held the belief that the dream time is a period on a continuum of past present and future. So kind of what you were just saying, being able to visit people in their dreams and access different timelines, which we'll get into a little bit later in the episode. It's actually so interesting too, because I actually resonate so much with the Aboriginal definition of dream time. I think it's so beautiful. And I actually downloaded, I think it was last month or the month before about, because I was asking my guides about kind of a lot seems to happen to me. Uh, the messages I receive in the interdimensional beings that I meet happens a lot between what I've now called the in-between. Um, kind of like how Stranger Things has the upside down, <laughs> I have what's called the in-between. And I feel it's this state of not being fully awake, but also not being fully asleep. And it's sometimes, well, a lot of the times, it's really hard to tell the difference. I believe it's the same brainwaves as a trance because uh, you're accessing higher states, states of consciousness, which I believe is the theta brainwave. And I look at it as your consciousness, your energetic body is able to travel between dimensions while your physical body remains rooted and relaxed, which literally makes you the bridge between worlds. That reminds me, that sounds a lot like a sleep paralysis too, like where you're kind oh, of in that state and you have no choice. Like you're like, no, nope, you're there. We're learning. We're growing in here. Oh, I, you know what? I didn't even think about that for this episode. So thanks for bringing that up. I ex used to experience that all the time and it used to scare me. It's terrifying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've only experienced it once. And I was, I was like 10 or 11. I was like a kid and I, I wasn't scared. I was just kind of like, what? is this and I think I the reason why I wasn't scared is because I never heard about it before like no one I had no conditioning around what sleep paralysis was and I just kind of laid there and experienced it and it hasn't happened since I wish I had done that I actually didn't learn about it until I think last year because you know everything happened last year 2020 brought on just such a shift in evolution and consciousness <laughs> for so many people but it was actually my husband that told me what sleep paralysis was. And I remember thinking, I wish I learned about this years ago because I didn't know what was happening. And I wish I would have been able to just kind of let myself experience it. It's, it's funny because now I want to experience it so I can 
really understand it more, but it won't, it won't happen. Of course it happened, you know, when I was scared. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's like, now you can experience it consciously too, though. Like you can kind of set the intention and receive like the same experience, not necessarily experience, but like the same message that you would if you were under sleep paralysis. And even when I was just saying that I kind of had the thought of like, sometimes I'm meditating. And when I get into a really deep state and I'm doing like a lot of work, I, I feel like I can't move. Like that happens to me when I'm meditating. So I think we just know how to do it on our own now. I agree with that. And I've definitely experienced that myself. I experience that a lot with my head when I meditate. Like all of a sudden my body will feel, my head will feel almost like it just, it can't move. It's mm -hmm. very heavy, <laughs> mm -hmm. which I guess makes sense if you're receiving so much information through your crown chakra. But yeah, sleep paralysis. It's a real thing. Yes, it is. <laughs> oh, I, I almost forgot. I also wanted to mention too, that if you wanted to look more into the history of sort of how dreams have been defined um, throughout the ages, although in my personal opinion, I still think there isn't really anything concrete because it's metaphysical. And sometimes we can't explain the metaphysical with science. And when we can't do that in our society, a lot of the times it gets dismissed, <laughs> you know? So I, I just want to put out there and offer up that you can also look into people such as Aristotle and Plato, Carl Jung and Ram Das, just to name a few, um, to kind of research on your own. If you want to go a little bit deeper into people's interpretation of the dream time, as well as also looking at, um, Australia's indigenous people, because their dream time stories are just so beautiful and filled with so much wisdom. It's so funny. I've been so into dreams like my whole life. That was one of the very first things that I really started learning. I remember being 10 years old, like a child, learning about dreams and just kind of the meaning and the messages around them. And I know that you love figuring out your dreams and deciphering them. Do you want to share some of your hot tips on that? I love that you asked that because as someone who constantly has other people ask them what their dreams mean. I get messages like that a lot from so many people. I was so happy and actually really surprised the other day when I went to write my daily to-do list, all of a sudden I started like, pour it was completely unrelated to what I was writing down. I think I was writing down, you know, um, make a reel of my prints <laughs> for Instagram and, you know, drop something off at the store and all Surprise, of a sudden, channel right, writing. <laughs> right? Ch exactly. Channel writing. And then all of a sudden I started all the stuff about dreams started pouring out. Um, I remember because I texted you saying we have to do a dream mm -hmm. episode now because they're telling me it's ready. Like it's just pouring out of me. And right. <laughs> and so I channeled four different types of dreams and I know it's so interesting because people, I know the common question with people is, well, how do you know you channeled it? Because I have not, looked, I've not, haven't seen this anywhere else. And it's very personal to me. And it makes a lot of sense based on my experiences, because same as you, I was, I've been dreaming. I mean, we've all been dreaming <laughs> since we were, since we've come Earthside. but dreams have always been such a prominent part of my life. And my spirit journey without even realizing that I was connecting to my spirit guides and my higher self and my soul. So I'm so excited for this. Thank you for asking me. <laughs> but okay. So 
let's just dive right into this. The four different types of dreams, um, and we'll get into each one specifically. The first one is purely intuitive messages through symbolism, and this includes lucid dreaming. The second one is memory retention. The third one is dimensional travel. And the fourth one is reflection. So we'll start with number one, which is the purely intuitive messages through symbolism, including lucid dreaming. So these type of dreams, you are sending yourself the message through symbols and certain signs that mean something to you. Like for me, a common one that I have is my teeth falling out. And <laughs> I've learned that that's a message surrounding self-image or not being able to scream in your dreams because I cannot scream in my dreams most of the time. And that carries a message of not feeling like your voice is being heard in your waking life, or there might be persecution for speaking up, or you've had past lives where that's, you know, ultimately been a challenge for you. So in these type of dreams, you can take control of the dream and change the dream at will, which is lucid dreaming. So for example, it's knowing that it's a dream and then you can consciously begin to direct the dream. Uh, like you can integrate a trauma and face a fear that you have. I know, Brianna, you have had experience with lucid dreamings. I have too, but I don't think to the extent that you have. So take it away. I love me some lucid dreaming. I think it's like really the only way that I dream because dreams can be scary and like a lot of work. But for me, lucid dreaming is something that I taught myself how to do also as a child because I used to have like scary dreams and I didn't like having scary dreams. So I changed them. Trying to think of the best way to practice it. I would say the best way to practice is to set your intention before you go to bed and really set the intention of I am in charge and I am in control over my dreams. And if I have a lesson that I need to learn or if you're relaying a message to me, make sure that you're relaying it to me in a way that is positive or a way that is easy to absorb or not very traumatizing. <laughs> And you also can just set the intention to um, allow me to lucid dream. And that in itself would be really helpful. Um, but I've had dreams where, and I think, I think it really just is a lot of practice because I will have dreams now and <laughs> I can like clearly see like, okay, I don't like this dream. So I'm going to like end it. Like I had a dream a couple of weeks ago and I had, it, I get it like kind of a lot of dreams of like being kidnapped or like chased and I'm not okay with any of those dreams. And so I was having something like that where someone was chasing me and I was like, okay, this person needs to stop chasing me. And they stopped chasing me for a little bit and then they started chasing me again. And then I was like, okay, we're done. And I just like got out of that dream. So it really takes a lot of practice and just make sure that in your waking life that you're conscious of it. And especially before you go to bed. Um, but even I've, this sounds so bizarre, but I've taught myself how to fly in my dreams. Like, Oh my God, I was, that was one of my examples next. Yeah. And it is the coolest thing ever. And I started having dreams as probably like a teenager of myself flying and it was so scary and it was so terrifying. And then I learned how to do it. Like I literally just taught myself how to do it. I feel like I could fly in real life because I've learned it in a dream, but I really believe that that's a past life or 
even like a different dimension type of thing um, where I really just know and understand how to manipulate energy and you can manipulate energy so that you could fly, which is my understanding of it. Yes. I, I've had dreams like that too, where I've, I become consciously aware that I'm dreaming and then I know that there's no limit to what I can do. So I've done that where I'm like, Hey, I'm going to start running on the ground and I'm going to jump off and I'm going to fly. And I do that. And like you, I've had dreams. I could fly. I've been flying in my dreams for a very, very, very long time for decades. And same thing. I believe it's also a past life memory as well, but we'll get into that on the second part of when we talk about memory retention. Oh, I also have a, an example of sending yourself messages through symbols. Back in December of 2020, I had a dream about vampires <laughs> and I didn't watch any vampire movies. I didn't like, I watched a vampire movie before I went to bed or anything like that. But anyways, in this stream, there was a checkpoint where they checked you with a scanner to see if you were a vampire. <laughs> and then when me and a few people got to the gate, I said, it's okay, we're all vampires. And this person let us in, but we weren't vampires. I wasn't a vampire in the dream, but they let me in anyways. And I also remember before getting to the gate, I had to drink, in this dream, I had to drink this special type of blood that would that would help us win the war against the vampires and for the first time ever in a dream i was able to use the sense of taste and i sipped this blood and it was so real like i could taste the iron the metallic i actually woke up gagging like i almost threw up i it was so real and it surprised me and i didn't notice till a month later that I had been really tired for a while. I was waking up with really low energy and I was just always tired. No matter how much sleep I got, I wanted to sleep more. And then a month later, I discovered that my iron was low. So, which is what blood, blood, you know, with the metallic taste is iron. So it was my body, literally my soul, my higher self telling me, Hey, you're low on iron. You need to actually get more iron. So I did, I went and bought an iron supplement and within a week I was feeling so much better. So yeah, that definitely happens, which is why it's so important to pay attention to the symbolism in your dreams. But I hope that kind of helps you. It gives you an idea of how you can interpret your dreams in a way that there's a message for you to apply in your current waking life. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I love that. I love that. It seems so simple too, if you think about it. Like right? of course in the moment trying to decipher it and trying to figure it out, not very simple, but <laughs> no. No. And it's so funny because I wouldn't have put two and two together. It was I actually discovered the message of the dream when I was meditating. And it was a month later. And yeah. that's another thing I want to point out is that sometimes it may not make sense right away. There may be a message in there, your body, your subconscious mind, your soul, your guides, they're trying to tell you something, but you're just not getting it right away. Like it took me a while, like a month to me seems like a little bit longer than I would have preferred to have interpreted that dream. But the the importance of that is, is that it was still interpreted. I was able to act on the messages, which is why I know Brianna, you've said this in a lot of other episodes too. It is so important to act on your messages. Otherwise this dream just becomes just a memory, really. Just a dream. Just a dream. <laughs> There's no magic in it anymore. You just let it go. And yeah, very important. 
Mm-hmm. I love that uh, you brought that up about um, acting on your messages. Today, when I was driving, I was thinking about, I was like, just so not in the present moment. And I really set the intention to just kind of sit in presence while I was driving. And then that's where I received, like, that's where you create everything is in the present moment. And that is where your messages come in. And they also give you um, like real easy, tangible ways to act on them. And I, in those like, that minute where I was able to just be present and not think about the past or the future, I got so many really great little nudges. And now you have to act on them. (laughs) Right. All right. So the second type of dream is memory retention. So this is basically reliving a memory from your current incarnation. So this life, and it could be something that you have already experienced from your childhood. It could be from a week ago, a year ago. Um, The point is that it already happened. And it And these types of dreams also include witnessing a memory from a previous incarnation of yours on this earth or from another star system, for example, from Viking times or Atlantis or starseed life. And for this one, I, to sort of demonstrate this type of dream, I had a dream like this. It was back uh, in February of this year. And in the dream, I had jumped into a tree and a wolf was following me and the wolf kept jumping onto the tree too. So I would jump from branch to branch and the wolf would jump and get a little bit closer and a little bit closer. And I was afraid and I felt younger. I felt like a child. I was a little girl in the dream and because I was watching it and I I was her at the same time. And then a man appeared out of nowhere, of course, um, in the forest and it felt like a father and he told me not to be afraid. And he actually... This, uh, this part actually makes me very sad, um, but he caught the wolf and he brought it back to the village. And I watched, I actually watched in the dream feeling sad as they lay the wolf on a wooden board. There was like a table outside and they cut its head off and then the rest of its body. And then they used the wolf for meat to feed the village. And this is, this is an example of witnessing a memory from a previous incarnation. So this felt like it was a memory from a past life. And it was hundreds of years ago. It could have very well been the Viking times. It was a village. We were sustaining ourselves from living off the land, eating the animals of the land, which is so ironic because I'm actually (laughs) plant-based in this lifetime. Um, But the way I was able to differentiate between whether it was, you know, just a dream and whether it was a memory was that it was as if I was the observer and the subject simultaneously, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that does make sense. I just realized this um, when you were talking. I used to have reoccurring dreams in like a neighborhood. Like I literally could draw a map and I knew how to get everywhere. It was like a dreamscape. Like I would dream and then this is the place that I would go to. And I was always looking for something. Like no matter where I went in like my dreams, I was looking for something. And when we connected stuff. I realized that it was in Atlantis because there was like a download that I had um, when we were doing a reading with each other. And even now I feel like I could draw a map of it. Very, just so specific in this, like the landscape was so also specific. And there were, (laughs) I used to like, I would go and I would talk to whales and they were like my best friends. 
Um, and I was always searching for, like, I would go down a path and I was always searching for the end of the path. And now I realized that the end of the path was a well. And that was the message that I had to relay to you was a, like a message about a well. And then I stopped having those dreams where I was like visiting Atlantis all the time. But I just realized that you're the thing I was searching for. Because once we, <laughs> I stopped having them. I was like, okay, we did it. We figured it out. So it was almost like I was being given like a little map to like get back to um, like just our power and our fullness and like everything that we can co-create together. Can I just say, if I haven't said this already in any of these episodes, I'm so happy you found me. <laughs> I'm happy we found each other. I know it's so good. Because we're making so much magic in this lifetime. It's going to be, it's amazing. Yeah, we're holding a good frequency. Yes, we are. <laughs> so for those of you that are listening, I hope that was helpful in learning how to discern um, whether your dream was in the category of memory retention. Um, and I know we didn't really provide an example for um, a memory from your current incarnation, but I think it was pretty straightforward in that it's just something that already happened as if let's say, you know, your father used to take you to the fair in town and you dream about that. It's just, it's sort of just something that's already happened in this lifetime. So number three, one of my favorites is dimensional travel. And I love these types of dreams. Oh, they're so much fun. Okay. So in these type of dreams, you're accessing different possible timelines. So alternate realities, and it could be yours or someone else's. You have the ability to see into the future. So knowing something before it has happened in your present timeline. And I believe it's also a meeting point between realms for ancestors, interdimensional beings, light beings, spirit guides, even animal spirit guides, um, where they have the opportunity to relay a message for you for your highest good, for your guidance. I actually, I have dreams like this all the time. Brianna knows because I send her messages always, <laughs> every time I have a dream like this. And a lot of them happen in my in-between state that I mentioned earlier. So one of them, I believe I met my ancestors or some of my ancestors. It was back in April of this year. And I was in that sort of the in-between that dimension between dream and awake. And I was chanting words and sounds. And I was then joined by male voices chanting with me. I couldn't see them because I was sort of awake as well. I was told you I was in between that state. And however, I could hear them. They were really loud and I could feel them. And they were just chanting. It felt as if they, the way the sound was reverberating around me was as if they were standing in a circle around me and they were chanting um native american words and tones and it was just so beautiful and um it means a lot to me because i actually have a grandmother um on my mom's side who were her family line uh, was born and raised in canada whereas all my other family pretty much comes from italy or has arrived from italy <laughs> Um, and I actually has told me before that we have, um, native American in our bloodline. Um, and it was just amazing because they, it was, I say it was so real because it was real. Like I said, it's just, it's, it's hard to kind of deny something like that when, um, 
when you're in that in-between state, knowing that you're not fully awake and you're not fully asleep. So it was just really beautiful. And I think my ancestors were trying to reach out to me, which was so interesting because a few months later, I bought this book, Braiding Sweetgrass. And I finally started reading it a few weeks ago. Honestly, it was sitting on my shelf, which like most of my books do for months. And I've never felt more connected to my ancestral roots. And it just makes me want to discover them so much more and to restore my relationship with land. And I just, I honestly, it's just been so incredible where they showed up at a time that I needed to remind me to renew my relationship with the earth. And it's just so beautiful. That is so beautiful. And I love that you brought that up about having the indigenous, um, within you. This is something else that came up for me when I was driving is that think of how many ancestors we have. We have thousands upon thousands upon thousands of ancestors. And the, so I feel like a lot of people have, um, some of that, just like that indigenous DNA within them, even though it might on paper be a really small amount it doesn't mean that it's not like in your soul like you there's still a soul remembrance that you have and i'm reading that book too and in the first few pages because it takes me forever to read books but in the first few pages it's like a full-on remembrance and like an understanding of what it feels like to kind of just see forced to be like separate from yourself yeah (laughs) I know it doesn't show up as in like, if I do an ancestry DNA thing and it shows up like 50%, but it's still there within your soul. And it can be like that from anywhere, like anywhere in the earth. I'm so happy you mentioned that because I resonate with what you said. And you're right. That book, I was telling my husband, it's pretty, it feels like such an activation on its own. Like it's just such a potent transmission of remembrance. Every time I read it, I can just. I can feel my ancestors just kind of surrounding me, cheering me on saying, yes, come back to the land, find, you know, remember that you're also part of the earth. And especially because we've talked about this before, when you find out you're, you know, you start really diving deep into star seeds and your star seed lineage and your star seed past lives, you kind of forget that you're also part of the earth. <laughs> it happens, <laughs> you know, you just get so lost in the cosmos that even though it's all one, essentially that you forget that, Hey, you also have a really deep history in the earth's living library at the core of the earth. That's just waiting for you to be accessed. So I love dreams like that. Although this type of dream dimensional travel. Um, yeah, I don't really call I don't call this a dream. I believe it is a meeting point between the realms, like I said, and which actually goes back to what the, um, indigenous people of Australia in their dream time, that's what they believed. It was that that realm uh, between manifest and non-manifest. So that's just incredible. So here we go. <laughs> right? It's, I love it. And yes, in this category too, uh, we, I also mentioned that these dreams also offer a chance for you to see into future timelines. And I definitely have an example of this. Uh, someone that I used to care for, um, I had a dream about this person and this was back in two. 2019, I think. And I'd reached out to him and I, cause I saw in my dream that he was buying an engagement ring for his then girlfriend. And I reached out to him and I said, you know, I had this dream. <laughs> it's very strange. Um, and 
I don't know. Are you going to be proposing to your girlfriend? Cause I, I saw it happen. And he said, and he was surprised. And he said, yeah, I actually bought the ring. Um, last Friday. And I, and I was pretty shocked. I was like, Oh, wow. Okay. I saw into that without even meaning to. And then this year, February 1st, um, I had another dream about him and his now wife. And basically I saw in the dream, I saw light blue walls in the house. They were like the color of a Robin's egg. And his wife looked about six to eight months pregnant and she was wearing a jean jacket and a dress. And I've actually never met his wife. So I'm just going based off of pictures on Instagram, <laughs> but I, she was there and I actually reached out to him and told him about the dream. Cause I just do that with people. If I have dreams about you, please don't be surprised. I'm just going to reach out to you. It's nothing personal. It's just, Hey, you were in my dreams. I have a message for you. Um, and he didn't say anything. He kind of <laughs> denied it. But about two weeks later, he posted on his Instagram, the ultrasound picture and the date of the ultrasound was the day after I had the dream. So it, can you hear it in my voice? I was just, I was amazed because I saw it and they're actually having the baby in August, which makes sense because I saw her in a dress and a jean jacket. Oh yeah. So, yeah. And it's a boy. Not okay. that I want to, I don't want to subscribe to gender stereotypes, but the walls were blue and he, they're having a boy. So it was just, yeah, it was, that's what I mean. So those type of dreams where you're knowing something before it's actually happened in your present timeline. So it doesn't mean it hasn't happened in that person's, but you're just not aware of it. Yeah. That was interesting. <laughs> have you had dreams like that? Oh, I have dreams like that all the time. I was actually talking to my partner today and I was like, I need to put up better boundaries because <laughs> I, peep, you, all right, just like putting this disclaimer out there, you cannot lie to me. You can't lie to me because if you lie to me, I'm going to dream about what's actually going on. So you can't lie to me. I'll figure it out. I'll have dreams about it. Um, I found something out actually about a family member that's really disheartening this is also a place for me anyway people have passed away yes and I think that's one of the most powerful things that you can do in your grief is to connect with those that have passed on while you are dreaming because it's so real and you can like tie up like my grandmother passed away and she, when she first passed away, she was coming in nightly and the things that she was teaching me and telling me and explaining to me were amazing and so powerful and so healing. And she was showing me things that like, I would have no idea, like that I would know them. And then I would ask my mom and I would get confirmation on my dreams. And my favorite one is, um, I was looking, I was at her house going through her jewelry and I found this really gorgeous ring and it had a crystal on it. And in my dream, she was like, Oh, this is, this ring is for you. Like, this is yours. And then like two days later, my mom was like, what size ring are you? Because I have a ring from Nana, like for you after um, she passed away. And I was like, Oh, yep. She showed me that a couple days ago while I was dreaming. Um, but I keep, ha I have dreams like that. I swear all the time. And another thing is the timelines. I have dreams that are like just different versions of our reality now. And I know you do too. Yeah. I, 
I'm so glad you mentioned that too about um, in this meeting point between realms. Uh, it's also, yes, for your ancestors, for those that have transitioned. That reminds me of a dream I had a couple months ago. My great grandparents, so my dad's grandparents, who were who were originally uh, born in Italy and then came to Canada. And I actually, they didn't really speak any English. So I didn't have much verbal communication with them, but they were in my dreams. And they, I found out in my dreams that they reincarnated again because in the dream they were babies. And I, and I remember saying in the dream, oh, look, they're babies again. And they were back on earth, which makes a lot of sense because they transitioned. So they passed away in the early 1990s. So I guess it would be about that time to come in again. But it was just so amazing that they communicated to me that they're back on earth. Don't ask me where they are. If they're with people I know, I have no idea. And honestly, a part of me really doesn't want to know, <laughs> you know, just, um, but it was so cool. And so this meeting point between realms, it's also for, we've given some examples for um, ancestors and those that have transitioned, uh, but this also includes spirit guides and light beings and animal guides. I actually had a dream or let's call it a meeting um, with a tree being, so a tree spirit. And it was a being that looked like a tree and they had a human rib cage on the ground and they were threading flowers through it. And then when I woke up, I realized because they were reminding me that they provide the oxygen for the planet and they help us breathe. That's their purpose. So it was just so beautiful because when I woke up, as I went outside and looked at the trees, I saw I had such deep gratitude for all that they do. It was just a reminder that everything around us, although we treat it and science treats it as if everything is inanimate, there is actually so much animacy around us because the earth is alive. Everything is alive. So it was just such a beautiful reminder that they communicated to me, hey, you know, don't forget that to breathe the fresh air because this is what we're doing for you. We are filling your lungs with pure oxygen. Think about all the wisdom too that you can receive from trees. Like um, trees are one of the very first nature spirits that I like knowingly connected with. I sat down and I was like, all right, trees, teach me something. And it's insane. They have so much wisdom. That's exactly it. And trees are alive. They're actually, I believe, um, genetically speaking, I remember reading about this in a book. They're actually our cousins. So our DNA is very, very similar to them. And they are actually the oldest beings on the planet. Essentially, they, this planet belongs to them. They were here first. We're just visitors. This is their planet. So mm -hmm. it was just such a beautiful reminder of the reciprocal relationship between humans and the trees and the tree beings. And that I'm telling you all, you have to read the book Braiding Sweetgrass because she gets so much deeper into it with such beautiful anecdotes and just such beautiful teachings from the indigenous community. It's, oh, I love it so much. <laughs> Okay, so the last type of dream, the fourth one is reflection. And just like it sounds, it's pretty simple. It's just that your brain is processing events from that day or from your week subconsciously. So for example, if you watched a movie that day and dreamt about the movie, or you were sharing your experience of pregnancy with someone the day before, and then you dreamt of being pregnant again, those are all examples of 
this type of dream. Yeah, I definitely experienced that. When I was watching Outlander, all you Outlander fans, I have definitely dreamt of Jamie <laughs> after watching that show. So, and that just goes back to it's just that type of dream. It's just reflection. It's just reflecting on the day or the week that you've had. Very simple, <laughs> very straightforward. And I know a lot of people have these types of dreams. That is really simple. And I don't have those dreams anymore. Literally ever. I can't remember the last time I had a dream that had anything to do with like my day or my week. But it's funny because I also set that intention before I go to bed to like do work when I'm dreaming. And so it feels like the reflection dreams are just kind of like, you can just rest now. You can just sleep. Oh, yes. I agree with that. And I've told you, I experienced that. I really believe that in the dream time, I'm just doing so much travel between these different dimensions, between these different realms, um, throughout these different types of dreams. And sometimes those reflection type of dreams, you're right, are just such a nice break. And I finally almost get like a really good night of sleep and I feel more rested in the morning because I will say, I don't know about everyone listening, but when you have the other three type of dreams, you can feel pretty tired because you're doing so much work on a subconscious um, and conscious level, really, because we're at, we're using our consciousness. So it can be really nice to just have reflection type dreams where, you know, it's just, hey, your brain's just processing events from that day or that week. So sleep easy. It's all good. <laughs> now we'll move on to the different types of tools you can use to enhance your dream experience. We'll start with crystals which are both of our favorites. We talk about crystals, I think, in every episode. <laughs> They're so good. <laughs> I love it. So I have quite a few based on my own experience. And the first one is kyanite. I've used blue kyanite so much. And this crystal facilitates dream recall and promotes healing dreams. I actually put this under my pillow for my wolf dream that I talked about in the third episode where I met a wolf guide. Marathina. Um, yeah, Serafina, exactly. So if you haven't listened to that, definitely go check that episode out because I won't repeat it, especially for those that have already heard it. Um, but that was an amazing dream. And I basically, yeah, I met uh, an angel, <laughs> literally um, named Serafina that connects with humans. So I did, I actually put that under my pillow that night. And the reason I know that is because of my dream journal. And we will talk about how to use your dream journal in a little bit. The next one I have is Moonstone. Uh, and it encourages lucid dreaming, especially at the time of the full moon. So all you werewolves, oh, moonstone, put it under your pillow. <laughs> Another one is, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, basinite or basinite, and it's black jasper. So it actually takes you deep into an altered state of consciousness, bringing prophetic dreams and visions. Next, we have celestite which stimulates clairvoyant communication, dream recall, and journeys out of the body. And then there's Herkimer Diamond, which aids psychic vision, dream recall, and understanding. This crystal is actually also so good for accessing Akashic Records. I've used that before. So good. And the next one is Blue Howlite, which aids dream recall and accesses the insights that dreams bring. And then the last two are Jasper, which facilitates shamanic journeys and dream recall. It provides protection and grounds energies in the body. So if you're feeling a little fearful of your dreams or what dreams may bring, I would definitely promote using Jasper. 
which will also ground your energies in your body. So you don't need to be worried that you will fly away <laughs> in the dream world. I, that's unless you want to fly. I have that fear when I'm dreaming and I like, I, I'll feel like I'm starting to astral travel and then I'm like, nope, mm -mm, not ready. Not no. ready. Not yet. Yes. Let's go back. Oh, I've had experiences like that. I've told you that. And I got mm -hmm. scared and I felt my body slam. Like I felt my, my spirit slam back into my body. It was, it was yeah. terrifying, but now so funny. Now I'm like, bring, come on, bring on the astral travel. Let's do it. I'm ready. And yeah. then it's just not coming. That's been happening to me when I meditate. I like feel my consciousness lift out of my body and then I feel it return back into my body. It's so powerful. And it's so real because I'm telling you, it's so real. <laughs> Um, and the most, oh, the most, I guess the most common crystal that's used for dreams is amethyst. Um, so sleeping with the stone facilitates out-of-body experiences and brings intuitive dreams. And I know that's a common one. I actually have a big, big piece of rough amethyst beside my bed. Oh, I also want to mention two crystals that are really good for bad dreams or dreams that are kind of scary. Um, you can use chalcedony. I don't even know if I pronounced this right. And if I didn't, I'm sorry. This stone absorbs and dissipates bad dreams and rhodochrosite. Also don't know if I pronounced that right, but this is also good for if you have bad dreams. It dispels negative dreams. That's so many crystals. And I have a couple more. Yes. Um, I, <laughs> I sleep with, actually, I don't do this anymore, but um, I always used to sleep with black tourmaline and selenite underneath my pillow. I put them in a little pouch and they lived under my pillow. And I just, um, I used to have, like, I would get like psychically attacked in my dreams. It felt like, so I used the black tourmaline as like a form of protection. And then I used the selenite as a, like a clarity and, um, just to kind of keep me connected with the angelic realm where of course no one can attack me there because I'm vibing too high. <laughs> and also I would do, um, amethyst and clear quartz um i'm not sure why I, I know amethyst is really good for anxiety and i think i used to have and insomnia oh okay oh i used to have a lot of anxiety around sleeping and going to sleep so i would do clear quartz and amethyst underneath my pillow and that's good clear quartz is the natural amplifier of other crystals so that's really smart that's great <laughs> i did that one intuitively <laughs> Because you're, you're so smart, yeah. so full of wisdom. <laughs> and I have, um, we sleep with rose quartz next to our bed too, just to kind of keep the heart space and the love space open. I'm glad you mentioned selenite and black tourmaline. I actually purposely left those out because I had a feeling that you would mention them and I didn't want to, yeah, I didn't want to hijack the conversation. <laughs> oh yeah. Selenite is one of my go-to crystals and yeah, black tourmaline is just so comforting to me. I sleep, me and my husband sleep with a piece each beside our bedside tables. So definitely yeah. it's good because mm -hmm. I, we all know, I've talked about this before, how I have also been attacked <laughs> psychically yeah. in dreams by dark entities. And yeah, so I haven't had one of those dreams in a long time. So it's, uh, let's attribute it to the crystals too. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks crystals. Um, and you also can kind of, I don't want to say play around, but I also want to say play around, like play around with what crystals work for you. And I have a little bit, 
I don't have that many crystals now because I just don't work with them as much as I did before. So I will literally pick up a crystal and I'll, and I'll ask it where it wants to go. <laughs> They'll be like, do you want to sleep with me? And if I like hear or think yes or no, or if I see red or I see green, then I kind of know what the answer is. Um, I should do that. That's so good. Yeah. There's some crystals that I would never sleep with. Like my Moldavite, I would never sleep with that. No, I'm just kidding. I would sleep with my Moldavite now, but when I first got it, um, I would yep. not sleep with it. And there's some, I think Dalmatian Jasper I slept with before and it was really intense. So just, um, have an open mind. I think when you're experimenting with what crystals work for you and it's okay if you don't like it. I think the only reason why I didn't like that dream or that night's sleep with that one particular crystal is just because I wasn't completely ready for it, but it doesn't mean that it was bad or that it was good. That's exactly it. I'm glad you mentioned that because that's happened to me too. And like you said, just to have an open mind and to set an intention because intention is so important. It's literally your signal to the universe (laughs) of, you know, what you want to manifest. So if you want to manifest dream recall, set that intention. If you want to be protected in your dreams, set that intention and yeah, just, you know, have some fun with it. This is meant to be fun. You have all these four different types of dreams now you can explore. So it'll be fun. I want to move on to herbs. So there are actually specific types of herbs for dreams and they're called onerogen herbs. And it's from the Greek. This word is from the Greek oneros, meaning dream and gen to create. So this actually produces or enhances dreamlike states of consciousness. And this is characterized by an immersive dream state similar to REM sleep, which can range from realistic to alien or abstract. And that's Google's definition, not mine. So um, I'm only going to give you some common herbs because there's so many herbs out there that I would say to do your research on. And even with everything that we're giving you, definitely do your research um, and look for any contraindications because we are not qualified doctors so and we don't know you know, your body. So you know your body better than anyone else. So definitely I'd say do your own research before you try any of these. And so these herbs that I'm going to give you, they can be consumed directly smoked or made into a tea. But if you don't feel comfortable using them externally, you can also place the herb in a small cloth pouch, kind of like a mini dream pillow (laughs) and place under or inside of your own pillow. So the first one is, oh, this is one of my favorites and it's rosemary. So rosemary is associated with fairies and friendly spirits, and it's also a nightmare remedy. Then you have mugwort, which increases awareness in dreams. But in a lot of women, I just want to say proceed with caution because it does stimulate menstrual flow. So like I said, you know your own body better than you do. So definitely do your research and kind of tune in and feel into if that's right for you or not if you're pregnant don't do mugwort because mugwort uh stimulates uterine contractions too yes so we don't want mugwort um if we are pregnant too uh the next one is holy basil and you can use this herb for dream enhancement because in ayurvedic traditions it is seen as a link between the material and the spiritual worlds and then the last one i have is vervain yes the same herb that was from the vampire diaries. And this is actually a visionary herb that's used for dream quests. So I can't speak to whether or not it will allow you to keep your 
consciousness while you're in the presence of a vampire, but it will be good if you use it for dream quests. So <laughs> that's also a good one. I just love lavender for essential oils. I like, I used to spray it on my bed before I went, before I'd go to sleep, always did lavender and growing up, um, vanilla, like I know it's kind of a weird one. Um, but I not sure where I got this information from, but they, I was suggested that vanilla would be a good scent to help you remember your dreams. So and that it also so smells so good. <laughs> yeah. Oddly enough, I do not like the scent of vanilla anymore. I'm over it. <laughs> Cause you've used it too much for your, for your dream time. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. And that actually brings us to our flower essences and essential oils. So with the two that Brianna mentioned too, the lavender and vanilla and all the ones I'm going to list right now, you can place them. You can place a drop on your third eye, on your wrists, or even behind your ears. Or as I mentioned earlier, you can put them in a diffuser too. So we have blackberry essence, and that is really good if you have fear of going to sleep. You can use comfrey, which is really good for remembering dreams. You can use marigold, which heightens psychic sensitivities and clairaudience. And you can use salandine. I don't know if I pronounced that right. Um, this essential oil facilitates lucid dreaming and receiving messages from spirit guides. Oh, and I also want to mention too, that as a remedy for bad dreams, you can burn cedar. Oh yeah. I have, um, actually have a little stick of cedar, but also please make sure it's sustainably sourced and respect the tree beings. (laughs) Yeah, ask and you can ask the tree beings too before yeah, you ask. get it from the plants or anything that when you are taking it, you can ask the plant if it wants to come hang out with you. Yes, I def we definitely promote asking permission from all of these plant beings and tree beings before use. I burn sage a lot too, almost every night before I go to bed. Um, some sage. Every now and then I'll do Palo Santo, but usually it's just strictly sage. Um, The other night I actually burned some sweet grass too. And with those as well, you want to make sure that they are sustainably sourced and that you are fully respecting, supporting, and honoring Indigenous cultures when you're using them. Those are some of my absolute favorite ones to do. And for me, I really like to light everything on fire. (laughs) So I even burn incense before bed. So I usually burn something every night before I go to sleep. And I definitely think that doing that and kind of setting an intention before I go to bed on what I want to dream and how I want to dream helps me remember my dreams. Like I always set the intention to remember my dreams before I go to bed. And if I can't remember my dreams, this is kind of my intention will be like, okay, please show me whatever I need to learn while I'm dreaming. And if I cannot remember it when I wake up, instill it within my DNA and on a cellular level. So when I wake up, I have the information that I need within me. So I actually don't remember my dreams that often because I just kind of let it go (laughs) that like, my body or like my cellular body remembers it for me. And I asked Steph, you love remembering your dreams. You remember 
I feel like you remember them so well. What are some things that you do for it? Yeah, I've always been like that, which is so um, such contrast because my husband is very similar to you where he rarely remembers his dreams. And I actually noticed last year around April that I hadn't remembered my dreams in a really long time. And in all transparency, I used to smoke weed before bed every night to help me fall asleep. And I haven't actually done that since April, 2020, because it just didn't align with me anymore. And once I stopped that, I actually started remembering my dreams again. (laughs) And it was, I mean, it didn't happen right away, but I actually went back to a place where I could remember because I, I thought it was really strange. I'd grown up remembering my dreams all the time. And all of a sudden during this period, I didn't make the correlation between smoking weed before bed and actually remembering my dreams, but it's there. And that definitely helped. I also would recommend no to, well, I don't want to say no, but really limit TV or movies or computers at least two hours before sleep. If you really want stimulation because you know, you're feeling antsy or you're bored, I would really try to read a book instead, or maybe even listen to a podcast. <laughs> wink, wink, like ours. <laughs> because I actually realized my experience last year compared to now changed too, because it wasn't just the weed. I ended up starting to really watch TV all the time. And I went so long, especially living in Australia, not watching very much television or Netflix or anything like that. And then come 2020, I actually realized that TV was a distraction for me. It distracted me from what was going on in the world. And even though I was discovering this whole new ethereal realm during this time, it was still really programmed into me. It became almost um, like I was just really plugged in. That's the only way I can describe it, which actually started interfering with my dream recall because I was dreaming. I was having a lot of those reflection type dreams where I was dreaming about all these things that I was watching, which wasn't really bringing messages. It was just my brain processing from the day, which also limited the space for more prophetic dreams to come in and dreams that actually had symbolism and messages for me. So that's definitely something that I would just offer up to probably limit that. (laughs) And you might actually notice a difference. I know that I did personally, so that's why I'm sharing it. I like to only share things that I've experienced myself. That makes a huge difference. I also, I don't know, do you do this? I think you do this. Do you turn your Wi-Fi off every night? Yeah, I actually put our phones in airplane mode. Yeah. And no Wi-Fi. If Wi-Fi um, has something to do where it like interferes with your like brain waves. And so it like makes it hard for you to get into like a deep sleep state. So if you turn your Wi-Fi off at night, you'll wake up so rested. And I did the same thing with distractions um, on and off. Like my whole life, I couldn't fall asleep with a TV on or anything. Like I needed it to be like silence and dark. Um, And then I would get distracted by Pinterest. I would just like aimlessly go on Pinterest for hours before bed. Um, That was my distraction. But now I go to sleep doing absolutely nothing. Like I unplug Wi-Fi, my phone. Sometimes I'll put on airplane mode. Um, I try and also sleep with my phone away from me. So not near my bed. 
Yes. That's really important. Mm -hmm. And it just helps so much. And then you wake up, you feel so much better. You wake up in the morning and you're like, wait, I just slept all night long, which is really good. It is really good, especially when you're doing a lot of work and travel in your dreams, in the dream time. It's, it's good to have that extra support <laughs> in helpful. the outside world. <laughs> Can you just tell, I keep listening to my voice as we're doing this podcast and I'm just so excited by, all, by this entire episode. I'm so happy we're finally talking about all of this because I've been wanting to talk about this since we decided to do a podcast. I know. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> since before we decided to do a podcast. Yes. Since way before that. <laughs> oh, another thing I actually, it doesn't really relate to that, but I had my mom actually mention the other day, she asked me about why she sees people in her dreams that she's never met. And I was thinking about it and I know it happens to a lot of people. I get that too, where I see people in my dreams where I've actually never met them. I don't know who they are, where they come from. And I realize now it's because we're all one consciousness we're all just, we're all tapping into our common consciousness because we are all fragments of source that it's like, we're tapping into this river or this lake actually, because a river suggests that it flows, but with time, I guess it can be represented as an ocean or as a lake where it's just past, present and future happening all at the same time. It's not necessarily a river. So yeah. What are your, what are your thoughts on that? Has that happened to you? It's only happened to me a few times, honestly, and they showed themselves actually being my spirit guides, the ones that I was connecting with when I was dreaming and I had no idea who this person was. Um, and then I meditated later and figured out who they were. That also reminds me about when you have other people in your dreams, people dream about me all of the time. Like, and I, people, People will come to me and tell me like, oh, I had a dream about you. And they're always really, really intense. And it's almost like the other person who's sharing their experience with the, like with me in their dream. It's like embarrassed telling me that um, they had this like really intense dream about me. It's almost like I'm really healing. Like I definitely feel like I'm here to kind of wake people up to their truest self and like their higher self and just their fullest expression of who they are and what they came here to do and what they want to do and what they want to be. So if you see me in your dreams and it's intense, take that as an opportunity to grow. Whenever people tell me what I'm doing in the dream, I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to wake you up. Like I'm trying to, to remind you of your truth and how powerful you are and how strong you are. And I can't always do that in the waking life because people's ego are way too proud. Like if I'm over here, I'm like, you don't have to work. Like, you don't have to do this nine to five if you don't want to. Their ego is like, yes, I do. It's the only thing I can do. So I'll just go and visit you in your dreams and tell you what's going, what's really going on. See, I'm the opposite. I have dreams about other people. Like I spoke of earlier with the examples and I access other people's timelines. And I really feel that people dream about me too, but they don't tell me about it. I think I had... Actually, no, I'm trying to think maybe someone did that recently. I think someone actually told me recently, but I feel it happens a lot more than people tell me. Maybe people will start telling you the, now, especially because you were like, I, when I dream about someone, I tell them. So maybe you putting that out there will bring <laughs> it back to you. So now maybe people will start telling you about the dreams that they've had about you. 
Yes. And if you're listening to this and you dream about me, just tell me, I'm not going to think it's weird. Clearly I'm all for this exploration. Let's explore it together. I love it. Yeah. Dreams are so, so interesting and so cool. And there's really no judgment in dreams either because you can be tapping, you can be tapping into like hundreds of thousands of like billions like of different realities so they don't necessarily have to be like this specific reality that you're living it's just kind of like an energy that you're experiencing yeah definitely I know that was um the third type of dreams the dimensional travel and I've definitely accessed alternate realities where I've been with an ex-boyfriend but we had like children but I looked differently like I had completely blonde hair and it was like totally different because Mm -hmm. our relationship didn't even end well so (laughs) I don't know you know, where you wake yeah. up and you're thinking, why am I dreaming this? It's because it's not necessarily because you have romantic feelings for this person still, because I can tell you that I really don't. It's just just an alternate timeline. What would have maybe happened or what is happening in a different dimension? Yeah, I've found that when we dream sometimes about um, our past relationships, it's because we're clearing out that energy. Um like I've had dreams about people that I dated and they will get like really intense. And then I, and then I don't, I think about them for like a week and I try and figure out what it is and then it goes away and it's just, them clearing out that energy. So think about whatever is left over from your experience with them. You're getting rid of it. Like you don't need it anymore. It's kind of like you've learned from it and it's time for it to move on. So I find that that happens a lot. And I, we also can kind of get like, wrapped up in those dreams because it's like wait this dream was so intense it has to mean something and it's like yeah it just means that like this was happening and like it was just clearing like it was coming up for you to grow exactly that happens to me a lot where i dream about um past lovers (laughs) and it's the same thing it's there's no i have no romantic attachment to these people it's just it's just clearing stuff out. Like I don't wake up thinking, Oh, Oh no. Do I still have feelings for this person? I know I don't. I know this. It's just like you said, it's just healing. It's just clearing it out and that's okay. There's nothing to be ashamed or guilty of. It happens. And sometimes too, you have soul contracts with certain people and you could have been, I don't want to use the term like star-crossed lovers, but you could have been, you know, in another life, you could have had a different type of relationship um, where maybe it was more passionate and intense, but this is a life where you're not meant to be together in this life because you're supposed to experience life without them, you know? Mm-hmm. So, oh, there's so many different variables. That's like a whole other episode. Yeah, <laughs> so well, contrast. Yeah, especially when everything is happening at the same time. So it's like those, um, that energy of like different lives can come up easily. Exactly. I, I find that happens before big life events, like when I got engaged is when I was like having a lot of dreams about some like people that I used to date and it was like, I was just clearing it. I was letting go of it. That's, that's it right there. (laughs) Just let it go into the river. It goes flowing away. (laughs) Oh, that also reminds me, let's talk about dream journals because this is also another tool that can help you kind of tune into your messages and the types of dreams that you're having. So I actually, my dream journal was gifted to me from a friend while I was in Australia. And I don't know if you can see it, Brianna, but it actually has Aboriginal dream time symbols on it and artwork. Yeah. So it was so fitting because 
when she gave it to me, I don't even think she, she didn't know it was going to become a dream journal, but it was just so perfect that I was like, how can I not use this as my dream journal? It's got Aboriginal dream time art on it. It's so beautiful. And the way that I record in my dream journal, I'm going to just going to offer up a suggestion. Definitely find your own way to do this. But what I find helpful is I write the date on the right-hand side at the top. And then on the left-hand side, I will usually write the astrology. That's so what's happening in the sky. So I might put the sign the moon is in any conjunct planets or any planets that are in opposition or trined. Um, and then I put the title in the middle. I put a title, basically I use it as a way to find this dream easier if I'm searching through my book. So I'll do something that stood out to me so that I can refer to it, um, with more ease. So for example, that wolf dream that I talked about as a past life example, I would write, um, wolf from, you know, wolf past life, you know? So just something simple like that. And then underneath that, I write the dream. So sometimes I write bullet notes or sometimes I'll write it like a story. I just kind of go with it. I'm very in tune with it. I don't set kind of a strict, rigid guideline. I just either write bullet notes or yeah, I just write it out like a story. And then I also add, when I use crystals and herbs, I also add that somewhere on the page, usually at the top, just so I know so that when I can refer to it and I have these type of dreams, I end up seeing kind of what worked and what didn't. And sometimes I'll, I'll even notice patterns. And look, I was able to refer to all these dreams because I wrote them down. (laughs) I have a dream journal that I don't write in. So I'm not very, um, I'm not very in tune with writing down my dreams. I kind of let it go. See, but maybe that's why you also don't remember them because when you have a dream journal, you're actually cultivating the relationship you have with yourself and your subconscious mind. Yeah. And remembering right. them too. Yes. You, got, you have to remember them in order to have a dream journal. Right. And so, but just like any relationship, you have to nurture it and you actually have to be present within it. So that's mm-hmm. how, I don't, to be honest, I don't write in it all the time. There's a lot of dreams where I just kind of shrug off and think, okay, there wasn't a message there. I didn't like any of them. I'm not going to write them down. Um, so I generally only write dreams that I really feel were profound. Like I don't really, I don't write any of my reflection dream type of dreams because it's just my brain processing. I don't really take anything away from that. But having this dream journal, I did notice that my most profound, intense dreams where I had light code symbols and interdimensional beings visit and, you know, seeing symbols um, in my dreams actually happened during Leo season um, in the summer. And when I looked at my, my natal chart, I actually have all of my Pluto and Scorpio planets. Um, my Scorpio is in the fifth house of Leo, which is ruled by Leo. So this happened when like, it makes sense actually that this would happen for me because that's when my story gets really activated because you know, all the Scorpio energy, all the planets, I have my Mercury, my Pluto and my sun sign in Scorpio in the fifth house. So it's, that's when everything happens. It's like, I go really deep and I'm able to access these different dimensional realms. And yeah. And I wouldn't have noticed that if I didn't have a dream journal and I didn't write it down. (laughs) That's my point. Guys, get a dream journal. Okay. Right. I have a dream journal. Okay. (laughs) But write it down. I was going to say, don't just get it. Like Brianna, use it. (laughs) It's so good. And then 
I literally have it. And the very first page is like, I intend to remember and write down all of my dreams. And that's the only thing I've ever written in it. I love that. Um, <laughs> oh, that another thing is, I don't know if you said this, I feel like you didn't, but when you wake up in the middle of the night, that's when you want to write down your dreams too. So if you wake up at like 4am and you had this really intense dream, write it down. I have had an experience where I had, um, I woke up talking and I woke up and I went to the restroom and I was like, I'm going to remember this dream when I wake up. I don't need to write it down. Went back to bed and I couldn't fall asleep. So I had to write it down. And I remember writing this dream down in bullet points, like words. I really remember putting like bullet points. And then when I woke up and I read the dream in the morning, it was like a full on paragraph, like it was in sentences. So I also think that we, if we can just get out of the way, even if it's in the moments of being half asleep and dreaming, you don't have to do, you don't have to put so much work in. Like I remember waking up and writing down bullet points and then in the morning it was like a full paragraph. So it's almost like something's working through me when I was just thinking like of the few like bullet points of what I remembered. Thank you so much for mentioning that and clarifying that. I didn't, I definitely, I don't think I said that, but when I say I write them down and I say when I wake up, I actually don't just mean in the morning. I do what you do because I wake up actually quite a few times in the middle of the night and it's almost like a, a transition between realms. It's like I wake up and I had like a set of dreams and then I go back to sleep and I have another set of dreams and I do the same thing. I always have a piece of paper beside my bed on top of my dream journal and I bullet certain words, certain key things that I know that will help me remember in the morning. And then when I wake up, I write it down. Mm -hmm. more in more detail. So I'm so I'm happy you mentioned that. I'm going to say it again. I love this episode so much because strange phenomenon happens during the time we dream. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know some people call it the witching hour, like 3am and you know, where the veils are very thin. And this is the time where just magic really happens. And it's so real and it's actually so tangible, not physically, but mentally and spiritually and metaphysically. It's just yeah, it's just so tangible. I actually had an instance. Um, and this is what I mean when I say this is one strange phenomenon. I say strange, but really I mean cool because it's not really strange. It's just ethereal. And I remember back in January, me and my husband woke up. I woke up first, actually. It was around when I checked the clock, it was 1.48 a.m. And I actually woke up because there was a sound that I had never heard before. And it was loud. It was almost as if it was an airplane, but it wasn't because airplanes fly over here all the time. And it was not a normal airplane sound. And it was in the middle of the night. And a few seconds later, uh, Justin, my husband woke up beside me and to the same noise, it woke him, it woke him up too. And the only way that I can describe it is that it sounded like a tone, a continuous tone, almost like from a singing bowl. Cause I have a Tibetan singing bowl and that's what it sounded like. And the sound itself wasn't frightening, but if you could get over the fear of the unknown, it was actually pretty calming <laughs> and it sounded like a craft of some sort. I'm not kidding you. It sounded like a spaceship. It was as if there was something over our house and it was just sending this healing tone. Cause that's what, you know, the, 
like the crystal singing bowls, the Tibetan singing bowls. It sounded exactly like that. And it was just continuous. And the way that the sound projected, it sounded as if it was hovering above us for some time before slowly moving on. So a plane, when we hear a plane over here, you know, it just kind of passes over. But this sound was continuous to the point where we got out of bed and we started looking out the windows, trying to see if we could see what was above our house. We should have actually went outside, <laughs> but we didn't. Um, and it was just like we we couldn't see anything. So we ended up going back to bed and Justin ended up falling asleep right away because he can do that. I can't. When I've been really stimulated, I can't fall back asleep, especially when something like that happens. So I'm just sitting there asking my guides, what is going on? What was that? Like, was it a UFO craft? Are you, are you, you know, are you waiting for me? But I wasn't scared really. I mean, I guess a little bit because it was the unknown, but literally right after about five minutes or so later, I started, I saw flashes of light coming out of the window, but I was scared and I didn't get up. And let's just say, I really regret that. I really wish I did now. Like looking back and reflecting on my journey, I'm at the point now in my life where I welcome all that type of phenomenon and I welcome meeting my interdimensional friends <laughs> in, in real life. Uh, but that's just my point where it's just during this time, so many things happen. So this is where the veil is so thin. I love the dream time. I love it all. Clearly, you can hear it in my voice. I'm just so passionate about this. and. On that note, let's get to the card pull. Alrighty. I am using the same deck I always use, the Work Your Light Oracle cards by Rebecca Campbell. I love them so much right now. So I'm just setting the intention to receive a message um, for everyone who is listening and for everyone that ever will listen to it to just get some guidance and clarity for their week ahead. All right. The first card I pulled is yes. Just say yes. Um, it feels like you may be on the start of like a new life, like a new career or a new adventure, or just doing something different that's out of the ordinary. So something that um, maybe like your friends and family would think is a little weird or a little different. And this is kind of your sign to just go for it and to just do what lights you up. And it's your reminder that you don't need permission for, from anyone else for anything that you want to do. And this is also an opportunity to look at where you're holding conditions for yourself, because when you place conditions of any type on what you want to do or what you want to create, you're bringing in that frequency. So if you're putting on the condition of, I'm going to start this when that, you're bringing in that frequency of you have to wait for something outside of yourself to do what you want. So this is your reminder that no, you don't. And we have one other card, I think. <laughs> and this is align your life what is not aligned or needs to change. And this is just really um, opening you up to the moment and reminding you or giving you the opportunity to really find that thing that you want to be doing or also to just find what's 
not in alignment with your life and get rid of it. If you don't want something or if something's not serving you or if something's draining you, a relationship, an experience, a type of food, it's really just your reminder that you're in control and you really can do whatever you want. If something's not right for you, you can let it go. And all right, one more card because I just love them so much. Um, inner temple devotion, tune into the portal of your heart. So if you're wondering where you can kind of get this information from or answers to your questions, it's the reminder that it's within your heart. So go into that heart space um, because that's really where our soul resides. And that's really where we can get the deepest and clearest connection with um, the ethereal. So connect in with your heart, do things that bring you joy and kind of bring that feeling of love back within to your life. And then from there, you'll start receiving the messages that you're looking for. And you can even be sitting in meditation and just put one hand on your heart and just breathe into that space and kind of bring light and bring energy back into it. Those were so beautiful. And your interpretation of them has just left me speechless. Which is surprising because I feel like I've talked so much in this episode <laughs> because I'm so passionate about dreams that I just, yeah, what you said was perfect. Thank you. And that was kind of like a message for your dreams, like your waking dreams, like to hello, go and yes. like do them. You literally, if you have a dream, go for it. It's all related. The waking life and the dream life, honestly, are one. They're yeah. just mirror. They're, yeah, they're mirrors of each other. They're just different dimensional access points to your experience on this planet. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's so true. Thanks everyone for joining us today. I feel like I learned so much from you, Steph, and it kind of was so nice to go back to a place of just remembrance that even if in like our day-to-day -day life it just seems so like not magical that you can just easily bring it in and like you can literally begin bringing it in by setting that intention when you go to bed to set the intention to bring magic into my dreams and allow that to pour out and spill out into my waking life and I think that's such a beautiful just reminder for everyone and that yeah our dreams really are not separate from ourselves and Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on TikTok now. And we also are on Telegram. And you can just look for us. We're uh, When in Bloom podcast. And so we're having a lot of fun over there. And this was so much fun. We'll see you all next week. Have a wonderful week ahead.